genre. Rocky Minute, daily podcast where we analyze the movie Rocky one minute at a time. I am Doug Greenberg. And I'm Jason Haynes. Joining us one final time this Ooh. week, Ted Sullivan. Welcome, Ted. Thank you very much. It's uh, been a lot of fun doing this week with you guys. Yeah, this has been great. Yeah, thank this you. Great. Thanks for coming on. Uh, we don't usually get the insider angle on filmmaking, so this, this is a real treat for everybody. Or at least for us. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a living... I don't want to speak. Yeah, it's been a living hell on this end in here in California. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to forgive my brother for talking me into doing this. <laughs> Today we are knocking out Minute 60, which begins with Rocky giving a shout-out, and it ends with Adrian comparing Rocky to Einstein, Beethoven, and Helen Keller. That's a, it's a stretch, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe she's talking about heart. Uh, <laughs> the band? Yes, right. Uh, she left. So they, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just going to yes and the joke, but we, I think we, I, I think we, I think we beat it to death. Yeah, no, I think we beat it to death. But we always talk about how that time when you uh, when you beat a joke to death so much that it becomes funny again. Oh yeah, you, like you go around and it's <laughs> yeah. We were just about to get there. And was, yeah, we were man. we were almost there. We I'm sure we could keep talking about it. You know what's really funny is when you keep talking about a joke. <laughs> uh, you know, you mentioned uh, looking right at the camera. What I love about Rocky breaking the fourth wall. It's a, it's a nod to how absurd all this is. I mean, he's looking straight into the camera, and they found a way to motivate that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he speaks to Adrian through the TV, which is – and then they cut to him laughing on the couch because he likes his performance. He's like, yeah, yeah. And he so he knows it's a joke, but he ain't got the chance to tell his girl, like – Hey, I'm thinking of you. And then she smiles because she's so touched. It's this beautiful. Oh, mm-hmm. she's. Oh, yeah, she's delighted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But she's also embarrassed. But so there's a little bit of the old Adrian that we've seen. So she's not. Yeah. She's not totally, totally there yet. But she, but uh, it's a that a, this is a moment where this absurd story, this hero's journey that he's on, brings them a little bit closer together, and it's saying mm-hmm. to the audience, oh. The, this this could work out, you know. It, yeah. This could work out for you, and it says they're in this together, you know. And, Absolutely. and for the rest of the scene, she basically keeps his hand, her hand on his back, you know, which is yeah. like we're a team. Yeah. I have your back. It's a subtle, subtle thing, but I've said it before this whole week. But I love moments where you don't notice it, but your brain does, and your heart does. Mm-hmm. And it tells a story without having to say things out loud. I, I love like without music. There's no music in this scene. There's there's no camera movements in this scene. They're relying on the framing, the editing, and the performances and the writing, of course. Right. And the last time we saw Adrian, she's very uncomfortable in her own skin. But now she's very comfortable physically touching yes. him. You know, they they look like like they've been at it for a while, which is. A huge leap from where well, she's she's less she's more comfortable with touching him she's still not fully comfortable in her own skin like she goes she continues mm-hmm. to evolve physically in how um talia Sharp 
plays her, which is which is which oh, is yeah. she goes from uh, this this um, caterpillar into a butterfly. Um, but it's a she's very smart with every scene that she's in. Her physicality changes a little bit, and that's really the sign of a. Uh, of an actress who is just brilliant. I mean, it, it's hardly surprising. She's been in Rocky and the Godfather movies. So, I mean, this, this is someone, that, this no, is someone no. who doesn't need to apologize for her career. <laughs> no, she, she definitely kills it. And and to think somebody like Susan Sarandon could have oh, a part. Oh, I mean, and I love Susan Sarandon, but talk about wrong for the part or Ryan O'Neill yeah, was supposed yeah. to like, they were pitching Ryan O'Neill uh, for this. You know, yeah. I, wrong. Yeah, be totally different. Yeah. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's like, you, you, I mean, you know the story about The Graduate with Robert Redford and The Graduate? Like, he was originally cast in that movie. And and mm-hmm. the director, Mike Nichols, said uh, after a week working with him, this isn't going to work out. And Redford wasn't Redford yet. He hadn't done, you know, yeah. he, he was sort of Redford. Uh, and he said, I really need this job. I can do it. And Mike Nichols said to him, well, how let me ask you this question this movie's a, a, a about a guy who never got the girl how many times haven't you gotten the girl and redford responded what do you mean and Mike nichols went that's what i mean you've always gotten the girl and and stallone's own personal life of struggling and being told no and no and no and never getting the break and and feeling that he his life was slipping away and that he was wasted opportunity like Mick tells him, uh, you know, that, that, that comes through in this, this movie, in this performance. And if anyone else played it, but him, it would never have worked. It would never have worked. Even if you put De Niro in the movie, because I don't know if De Niro could have played the sweetness, right. you know, I don't, he's too rough you know, he's, yeah, he's too, he's too, he's too kind of angry. And, and that's the thing about Rocky that makes him so lovable is he's not angry and and adrian's not angry they have a lot to be angry about but they're not i mean adrian's explosion kind of comes through but it, it's at, at a couple points but she's really she has hope and faith in him and that's and love they're they're both two people that are just all about love yeah <laughs> they really are they they embody that and, and you know another thing that's really smart about the the direction of Avelson uh, here is Paulie's never in the same frame with him. He's an island of snark and racism and isolationism, all by himself in one corner. But Rocky's trying to stay positive. You know, Adrian, uh, Adrian, and Rocky are not going to get dragged down into Paulie's kind of neg- negative thinking and racist thinking, and and he's they're 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 above the fray. Yeah, yeah, and. And and it's really interesting too because this is really the first time we see Adrian stand up to her brother. I mean, she stands up to her brother in the sense of, well, actually, she doesn't stand up to him. She she goes out on the date, which is she makes a choice to do it. But in, in this scene, she stands up to him, and she's got facts and details at her hand. You know, she's the smartest person in the room. She's and 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 thanks to the relationship with Rocky, she's kind of found her voice. So she's not the shrinking old maid from the beginning of the movie. Um, she's more fully realized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made a note that that was the probably the first time she's ever spoken out against yeah. Paulie. Against mm-hmm. Paulie, and and his uh, his reaction to it isn't this minute, but it's it's what you would expect from yes. from a jerk. 
she's standing up for Rocky. She's standing up for her man. And, you know, Paulie reacts like a jerk, like you would expect. And, you know, and but here's what's interesting about Paulie and why he works as a character and as a lovable character is he does say a line of truth here, which is he says, you're not, you're not going to be able to succeed alone. Now, Paulie's not the right guy to do it, but he's the right guy to voice it. And that's why he's an important character. He voices the theme, but he, but it's up to Mick and to Adrian to actually implement the theme. But he's, he's like the Greek chorus in this point where he's saying, well, you need this in order to win. Paulie's not the right guy. Mick is. Adrian is. But he does say for the – it's important for the audience to know what the theme is and to find an eloquent and um, kind of a subtle way to – to express it to them without simply saying, which too many Hollywood movies do, popcorn movies do, I must do this because if I save this person, then it will redeem the fact that my, I let my father die. You know, like, right. like they, they don't do that. Paulie's, they're hiding it with him being sneaky and slithering and that type of thing. But he's actually right. He can't do it alone. Yeah, yeah. His statement about that is completely self-serving. Right. But 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 from a from, from a story structure standpoint, you need that. You, he's right. He's just the wrong guy. It's like Rocky knows exactly what he's getting. At of course too. he does, and and that's a really smart thing to uh, to point out because Rocky's he's not a total dummy. He's a man of the streets, so he right. knows right. when someone's kind of trying to rip him off. And he did that uh, on the walk to the house on Thanksgiving when when Paulie <laughs> kept trying to you know, get him to talk to Gazzo uh, for him too. Uh, it's Rocky can read Paulie. Rocky knows when Paulie's trying to, trying to get at something without coming out and saying it. But also like when he takes the girl, tries to take the girl home to take her off the streets and bring her, you know, cause he's trying to say, I, look, there are guys out here. They're not going to be good. And they're going to look at you in a certain way. And like he, he's, he's, he's not book smart, but he's street smart. Right. You know, and, and I think that's, this is another, as you said, another example of him being able, he, he kind of shoots Paulie a look and then goes right back to the camera as he's eating his apple because he's like, I know what's going on here, Paulie. <laughs> I know. But he's yeah. also, because he respects Adrian and because he respects friendship, he's not going to, he's not going to tear into him. He tries to give Paulie an out to say like, you know, I can, uh, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to train myself. All that. Like, as opposed to you're a jerk. And I know what you're trying to you're trying to rip me off. He saves that for Mick. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know yeah. he say, and that's smart writing too. You don't want to have repeated scenes. You don't want to play the same emotion in every scene, and you don't want to play the same dynamic amongst characters in the same in in various scenes. If you if you as a writer, if you find yourself doing that, that's the script telling you I don't need this character, or I'm telling the wrong mm-hmm. scene. I'm, I'm I, I've already told this piece of information. And, and this script is perfectly, perfectly laid out. Uh, and it takes you on, uh, on a journey and guides you through it without you even knowing you're being guided through it. Uh, Paulie's suggestions for helping out and cashing in. Cashing Absurd. In on, need someone to help with the exercise. That's not going to be you, Paulie. Standing by with a towel or running errands. <laughs> running errands. Oh, you know what? Here, take the whole 150000 for all those chores. Doesn't he say, what, like, um, uh, you know, help you live the clean life or yeah. whatever? Yeah. Would Paulie be the kind of guy you think? 
Uh, so far, I've been I've been drinking in every scene. I'm overweight, right. but let me help you live the clean life. Yeah, or or the exercise. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, and, and then and then when that doesn't seem to work, let me be the towel boy. <laughs> let me run your errands for you. Yeah, I think that should cost about seventy five G. I think that's that's probably that's what towel boys get, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, we've said this before in previous episodes, but the. Um, it, this this minute really drives home uh, how important the relationship between Rocky and Adrian are, and how important um, they are to each other and their journey uh, in making this um, transformation. This isn't just about. It's called Rocky, but it could have been called Rocky and Adrian. Right. 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 Yeah. You know, because they 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 both change as much. Uh, as the other character does. Um, and which is, oh God, I get emotional. Even just my wife laughs at me because if if this movie's on and I watch that last exchange where he goes, you lost your hat, which, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, like, which is the most beautiful moment, I think, in film history. It's because in the midst of all this madness, he he sees that she lost her hat. That, that's how much he loves. Oh, Jesus, I get emotional talking about how is this possible? <laughs> Because that's his in that moment his only concern. Right? Yeah, and then yeah. she and which makes her go no. Yeah, and then it's yeah. I love you, I love you too. <laughs> you know, like I mean, come on. My that's, wife gets her hair done. I don't notice for a week and a half. Right, right. <laughs> Rocky, yeah, Rocky, Rocky noticed her hat fell off in the middle of a yeah. of just you know the that greatest fight, greatest fight of his life. Yeah, I, I <laughs> you know, and and I said this like at the beginning of the week, but. This sequence is, I think, the most important in the entire movie because it covers theme and it covers, you know, it is the point, in which is when it's supposed to happen at minute 60, where the movie turns. Mm-hmm. So this is the turning point for the whole movie. Uh, it is the most important place. This is when the whole movie goes in a new direction mm-hmm. and the characters start to transform in a major, major way. Theme is spoken. It is, and it, and it represents what everyone other than the very top 1% of the of America were were living at that time which was struggling to get by trying to do whatever you could do to survive feeling you're being left behind mm-hmm. and feeling alone and this is the part of the movie where you start to realize I'm not alone mm-hmm. I might have a shot I think maybe I can find that hero in me to succeed and that's a really profound thing and i i I don't think people think about these scenes as important or their favorite scenes but for me it's it's for very personal reasons this is my my favorite couple scenes in the movie uh and i think it illustrates the mastery that stallone had as a writer the mastery that all of them had uh, as actors and Abelson had as as a as a director and the editing too. Um, it's it's funny to have a, all these scenes with no music in it because you think of the music every time. If you think of Rocky, you think of the theme song. That's yeah, what you yeah. think of. And there's not a single note of music in any of these minutes we've talked about. No, this is totally a, a glaze over scene. The the only thing, as many times as I've watched this, the only thing I really until watching it this way that I took out of it is when they're pushing him off the stage and he goes, who are you yeah, pushing? Yeah. I'll smack yeah, well, you in the mouth. Yeah. 
which which think <laughs> think about that that's that's the, that's the way he's let off the stage as opposed to how Apollo left which is on a house yeah. laugh you know right, so right. like you know like Apollo knows how to exit and knows when when to leave and knows and knows how to end on a high note and Rocky has to get shoved off the stage, which is <laughs> it's unceremoniously and he feels again like a bum. Yeah. Uh, so he can't even enjoy his moment in the sun there. <laughs> Shout out to Adrian got ruined. Yeah. So it's it, it, it drives home that this is an underdog. This is a blue collar guy. He's out of his element. He's a fish out of water and he doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell. And it's really, really, it's really masterful 70s filmmaking. Well, when Paulie, when he tells me he doesn't really have a good chance to win without, without good people around him to help, Adrian jumps to Rocky's defense by saying that, that he, she believes he does have a good chance because Einstein flunked out of school twice. Right, mm. right. That's a connection. Uh, but... Is that so? <laughs> is, that, that is, is that so? I love his mocking. Uh, Beethoven. So Beethoven was deaf, Helen Keller was blind. Like these people succeeded despite them having the odds stacked against them. Right. So she and she throws out that the Paulie failed, like, that didn't he, he didn't finish school or like, or he flunked twice, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's so much love from her and also shows off her brain and her education. So she's, she's yeah. got facts right at her fingertips, which is good. And Paulie comes from, from just reactionary and and self-serving and yeah. uh, you know like she she's she's where it's at she's the unsung hero of this movie yeah paulie's used to control in the situation with by shouting and yes violence and she's just she tore him down with one statement and he doesn't like yeah. it no it's great uh all right i mean that's that's pretty much the end of my notes yeah this is great I know yeah it's been terrific it's it's a really great bunch of minutes to talk about well next week here in uh rocky minute land is christmas day on monday so we'll be listening to minute one huddled around the christmas tree opening presents so i know you got to run ted do you you, you want to do a quick sign off and then i'll close sure or... um sure it's uh you can find me at uh, carter hall on twitter and instagram which uh spelled k-a-r-t-e-r-h-o-l where i post uh, a lot of um behind-the-scenes images and videos and links to uh, the show that I work on, which I'm a writer and co-executive producer of uh, Star Trek Discovery, which is on CBS All Access and Netflix and Space Channel in Canada. Excellent. You know, thank you so much for, for joining us this week. It was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, you give insight into the background of and filmmaking aspect of it that, you know, we wouldn't have normally gotten, so we appreciate it. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. I really appreciate it, guys. All right. Thank you, uh, and as for us, uh, we're on Twitter at Rocky Minute. Our listeners group is Mighty Mix. And we're on DuelingGenre.com with other movies by minute shows such as Back to the Future Minute, The Cornetto Minute, Disney Animation Minute Essentials, Ferris Bueller's Minute Off, Harry Potter Minute, Jane Silent Bob Minute, Lord of the Rings Minute, Us Rocky Minute, Spider-Man Minute, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, and Toy Story Minute. I think it has grown since the last time we did this. Yeah, I remember Disney <laughs> Animation Essentials. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's new. Right. Yeah, and uh, moviesbyminutes.com. There's the comprehensive list of all the movies that get this treatment. So go check them out. And uh, Merry Christmas to you, Ted. Thanks for joining us again. Thank you very much. Had a great time, guys. Thank you. Excellent. All right, and uh, we'll see you guys next week on Christmas Day on the next Rocky Minute.